That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you have not done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you've finished listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How's it going today? And have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. It is going very well today, but no, I have not done my weekly review. <laughs> I've done like bits and pieces of reviewy type things, but I could not, <laughs> I could not in good conscience call it a weekly review. Well, I have not done my weekly review either. So, um, so the scoreboard shows nil nil. I'm also week. wondering the first yeah. if you haven't done your weekly review in a while, the first weekly review you do is technically not a weekly review. <laughs> it's a however long it's been since your last review review. Mm. So probably even the time we get our first one, it's not even a weekly review. So the <laughs> the answer is probably technically no, but I did a three monthly review um but anyway that's semantics it just occurred to me that uh that that using that that criteria we've hardly ever done a weekly review (laughs) interesting wow that's that's a that's something to think about um on the other hand We do a little better at the Weekly To-Do, so let's bring in the band. The Weekly To-Do, yeah, the Weekly To-Do. Gene and James are working through the Weekly To-Do. All right, James, so what was your Weekly To-Do for this past week, and have you done it? Um, my weekly review was a riff on your past weekly review, which is to call my insurance company. Um, you mean your weekly to do? But... My weekly to do. Yes, sorry. Yes. Um, That's all right. You called your insurance company, and did I did you? call my insurance company, and Good. I found out what I needed to do and made an adjustment to my policy, and so that's good. I will consider that one complete. Hmm. And uh, and for next week, I don't know. Come, you'll come back to me after you, okay, you talk come about back yours. To you. <laughs> well, mine was also insurance related. Uh, I said that I would minimally log on to uh, the uh, healthcare.gov and find out at least maybe get a, an idea of what. The bad news is this year, and I'm glad I did it. I I I did more than just log on. I I there's a lot there's new information they ask you for. Um, I I just started doing some of the housekeeping of the application before they let you get to the actual. Um, let's see what the insurance plans are, and uh, I guess the good news is the insurance plans that I would want all cover the doctors I have now. The bad news is the uh, premiums are up, which is no big surprise. 
but the deductible is four times greater than it was last year. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I've been crunching the numbers and thinking, well, I guess I'm going to have, I'm gonna, I mean, they do these little uh, um, calculations of what you, you know, are likely to spend total, you know, mm-hmm. between insurance and depending on the plan that you choose. But uh, I still don't like the idea of having a $4,000 deductible because, you know, I could still have a relatively healthy year. And uh, anyway, so I'll probably spend a little more to have a lower deductible and it'll probably work out okay for me. But um, yeah, it's just insurance. But I don't know if it's because I made, you know, such a point from last year that I was going to, you know, not procrastinate. And I was also going to set aside time to finish these applications and um, not uh, let it get me super cranky, like right before the actual deadline in Mm -hmm. December. So I'm not cranky. I'm just like, oh, well. (laughs) Gotcha. You know, I feel so much less stressed about it this year, and I think it's because I stressed so much last year, and I said I I I can't let that happen again because it's completely um, predictable that it's going to be something of a yes, you know, that every year it's going to be worse. Yes, (laughs) you don't know the amount of worse, but there's never a year where it's better. In my experience, it's always just worse. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, I did it, and uh, I feel like next week, um, where I have two days set aside to finish it, I have left myself plenty of time. I, mean, I decided to let those numbers percolate for a few days and um, see if you know I I think differently about it in a couple of days. Well, you know the. The premium versus deductible versus, yeah. I mean, anyway, it's such a mess. But anybody who's out there, if you're you're coping with uh, open enrollment for whatever insurance, you have my uh, sympathies, and uh, I recommend don't leave it to the last minute. Yes, that's a very good. That's very good advice. Yeah, because at the very least, you need you kind of need to sign in and like experience the sticker shock, and know what your options are, and then have a little time to mull it over and yeah, and and recover from the the pain of just learning <laughs> the new realm of things for the next year. Yeah, I I also think like um, I mean this year at least. The things that I wanted covered were covered on all the plans that I was looking at. That's which good, was at least. Not last year's situation, um, and uh, the problem with leaving it to the last minute is like, well, if it's sticker shock, you're just like, oh well, I'm paying more money or whatever. But if it's um, a question of finding the plan that that covers the person, or you know the the Healthcare people that you want covered, then 
um, you might need some time to that's call true. around and find out what you have to do. So it's like, not, that's why, you know, it's especially important not to leave it to the last minute as I did last year. And I was so cranky. So anyway, so that was good. That, that was uh, definitely an example of, um, podcast, the benefit of the podcast, because I said I was going to do it. Um, it's not a hard job to log on to a website. And, and uh, that's all I said I was going to do. So I could have, you know, just said, oh, I logged on. But um, it, the accountability got me to get on that um, and not put it off until even le- next week, which is when I plan to uh, deal with it. So, um, well, that's our, oh, now we have to pick weekly to-dos. I that's always right. think like, we're done, we're done. But we have to pick new weekly to-dos. Do you know what yours is going to be? Um, no. I we have, have to, se- <laughs> secret well, weekly secret to-dos. Secret weekly to-dos. To, it's like secret Santa only. Yeah, yeah. We each pick one for each other, but don't oh. tell each other what they are. Well, that doesn't uh, make any sense. No. Um, oh, I, I'll i try to schedule myself for a booster shot. Oh. That's mine. I'm going to try that, too. Um, I will put us both down for that, or at least find out whether I can get one or not. It hasn't been quite six months for me, but it's pretty close now. And it would be good to get it before Thanksgiving. All right, James, we have the same weekly to-do. All righty. That's a first, I think. That might be a first, yeah. Um, Excellent. So um, earlier this week, I sent you a link to a a blog post I read on micro.blog and... uh, I thought it was interesting, and I, I, and so did you. So I thought I would share it, and maybe we could talk a little bit about um, the title of it is the ultimate productivity lesson, and it was published on Micro Dot Blog by um, one of our community members named Ridwan Jafar, and um, I will put a link in the show notes to it. But um, he. And it was inspired by this book, which we have talked about this writer before, Oliver Berkman, who um, has just published a book called 4,000 Weeks. And a lot of the the people who are into um, maximizing, maybe not maximizing productivity, but, you know, people who want to want to be intentional with their time have been reading it. I have it on hold, I think, at the library. And anyway, uh, Ridwan says, recently I have started reading Oliver Berkman's 4,000 Weeks. He mentions an important productivity lesson we all tend to forget. It's about life's brevity. There are plenty of books out there, and thanks to the hustle culture, glorification of long work hours and idiotic Instagram motivational pages, we are forced to believe that, quote, we can have it all, unquote. 
Let's be clear. We cannot have it all. Exclamation point. We can have some of what we want, but not all of it. So to counter the hustle culture and burnout, let's embrace life's brevity and focus on what's truly important in our lives. Here's mine in descending order of value priority. Faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. And I think Ridwan can write a book. <laughs> He's already <laughs> got a title. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just caught my eye because I, you know, I haven't thought about that quite, uh, quite in those terms. But life's brevity definitely means that, yeah, we always talk about how our to-do lists are never going to be all checked off, that would be um, that just, you know, there's always going to be more to do, but then there's the big check off. Right. Uh, the the big the check off. <laughs> and we don't mean the Star Trek character. No. Um. And that's, you know, that's a hard end. I, I mean, not hard, difficult, just hard. It's a hard and fast ending to the, the to do list. Um, Nobody uh, bequeaths their to-do list to their <laughs> most to their uh, yeah to their descendants. Most hopefully. people don't. Some of them yeah. like have papers to organize like historical figures, That's true. and then their their children or their they have to spend their life organizing their their parents' papers, um, yeah. or the. the death the house the house yeah. to do. Yeah, that's the other that's big a one. Big t- that's um, true. Or, but but for the most part, like the day to day stuff, like <laughs> you don't you don't inherit that from people. So yes, and then uh, as far as we know, as soon as you you leave, shuffle off the mortal coil, as soon as that happens, you probably don't care so much about your own to do list at that point either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've off, I've said to people on occasion that one thing I really dislike about calendars. Is that I know that if you if I sat down and like mapped out everything that I wanted to do and how much time it'll take, you mm-hmm. get to the end of your natural lifespan and then you're like, oh, and that's just depressing. <laughs> so I guess either like it could get you energized that mm-hmm. your time is finite, or it can get you uh, demoralized that your time is finite. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it depends on on your uh, perspective, but I, I probably, you know, earlier when you know in life when I was younger, I might be demoralized by thinking about how I wouldn't be able to do everything I wanted to do. But now um, I find it like, yeah, kind of inspiring, which is why I sent this to you to begin with, which is that, you know, let's put this all in perspective (laughs) Uh, and not forget that, um, you know, we want to focus on what's truly important. And that's just a good reminder. And I know we have talked about that um, very early on in this podcast when your father passed away, Mm -hmm. right after we started the podcast. And, um, that was like the the a, a good framing of what a, a 
a task management system or, you know, or getting things done is for, which is not to get done all so, you know, more things, but to have things organized such that when, when something truly important comes along, you can, um, you can step away from it without worrying that there's something, you know, that's going to nag you, that's undone right. on your to-do list, and uh, that you could focus on, you know, your family in a in a time, you know, when they need you and you need them. And we've, it and yeah, we did, and that happened very early on in the podcast. And we've also talked about the, uh, the different, the different levels of, kind of looking at things from I forget the names now your kind of your goals mm-hmm. and your and and kind of that is kind of starts out with your values and what's important to you and even I mean in the getting things done book right mm-hmm. um David Allen says the reason you're doing all of this is so that you are able to bring into focus the things that are most important to you and and actually get to them um, mm-hmm. And it is easy to get bogged down in the day-to-day, this, that, and the other. And the notion that um, you don't have to – like periodic things, you don't have to remember them because they'll pop up in your trusted system. It's supposed mm-hmm. to – that's supposed to help. But sometimes you can also, you know, get bogged down in the details of your trusted system as we've talked <laughs> about also. Um yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think realizing that time is, your time is finite is a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. it still does bum me out. (laughs) (laughs) Like it doesn't, like it, like it, it, it seems like I go into two modes when I think about that. Like the first mode is like, oh, that sucks. Um, and then like, I won't get to do everything that I want to do. Um, or the other mode is panic <laughs> where I'm like, Oh God, I have to get everything done. Cause I'm not going to have time to get the things done that I want to get that. So, so for me, neither of those are good, <laughs> good, good reactions to it. So I kind of try to just not think about it so much cause it doesn't seem to help me. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems to either freak me out or bum me out. And it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to make me say, because then you're like, oh, my time is very precious. Let me make sure that I'm completely optimizing oh, to make yeah. sure that everything important that I want to get done does get done. And then I'm all, like, then I'm stressed out that I'm doing the wrong thing at this mo- And, like, it, it puts me into a tizzy more mm-hmm. than it helps me clarify Hmm. Um, and I've kind of already, at least for me, I think I already have identified the things that are important to me and Mm -hmm. I, and I seem to like, and they also tend to be the things that I just keep coming back to Mm -hmm. whether I intended to in the first place or not. Like at some point in the future, I'm going to write another song. It might not be this week. (laughs) It, mm-hmm. But at some point, it, like something will strike me. I'm like, oh, that would make a good song, and I'll write a song. Um, but do I need to like focus on doing that every single day? Not necessarily, because it doesn't. Like, I'm not song a day man. I'm song a year man. So, um, <laughs> and that's okay. That pace says, you know, for 
for the style of performances that we do, that's worked okay. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? And of course, you know, time I spent with my father before he passed away, like that was very important to me. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I had a chance to spend a good amount of time with, with my dad before he passed away. And then, you know, there may be other things that I like, I've been exercising for like daily for a year, which was yeah. a big change. I was just thinking about that today as I was down on myself because, yeah, sure, I've, I've been exercising every day for a year, but my diet is still awful. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, your diet's awful. I was like, yeah, but you did just add this pretty huge habit that looking at your life up to this point seems completely unlikely that he would manage to do this. <laughs> like, that seems like, like no, there's not, he's not going to do that. But nope, yeah. that happened to work. Um, so the first getting that, having done that for over a year now, makes me think, okay, maybe I could get a, take a shot at the improving my diet and sticking to that thing. Cause I have a little bit of a track record now of, of an yeah. unlikely victory. Um, so I kind of was feeling a little less down on myself. Um, and so where that was going is that's something that was, that's been important to me, but it just, I haven't, gotten to it yet even though it's maybe one of the main things i could do that would allow me to have more time overall to get (laughs) other things that i want to do to be able to do them um so why am i putting that one off i don't know because i like food that's bad for me it's tasty (laughs) yeah no i understand that um you know, my my mother passed away. It's been almost twenty two years, which is mind boggling. Uh, yeah, I I did spend time with her when when she was ill, but I also spent time with her, you know, when she was um, not ill. Um, and you know, it's just uh, you know, since then, my siblings and my dad, you know, were kind of a tight unit. I mean, mm-hmm. we were before. But, you know, you just never know. And uh, so I've been prioritizing, like, spending time with my family lately. <laughs> there was something, it's like, oh, we had we had fake Thanksgiving on Sunday um, because my niece is here and my nephew was up from college and she, my niece is getting, starting her first big job. Um, after college uh, in a couple of weeks in Boston and she's a nurse and probably we won't see her back here in Portland for a while Um, and so my sister was like I think we should have Thanksgiving (laughs) this weekend so we did that which was great Um, but uh, uh, then my brother wanted to do a thing on Monday a little uh, excursion with my niece and my nephew, his son, and go uh, check out the mall, the dying mall um, that's in our our city because uh, it's got to close soon. And he says, we should go check it out. And I'm like, okay. And then I said, like, you know, I love all this family togetherness, but it's definitely eating into my, I don't know, just like we've had a lot of family 
time, which is awesome and tiring simultaneously, especially with the kids, because, you know, they're they're active and they're engaging and it's it's super fun. So anyway. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Please take but, lots of photos of the dying mall. There's I oh. have I have a uh uh well, I think it seems like a number of people do, but I definitely have a fascination with like yeah. dying dying malls, old abandoned buildings. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um uh you know, that's the mall that I went to, like, in 1993 for the first time to when I was uh, buying some clothes for work. And I went to Nordstrom's. And then um, that is where – that's it's the same mall. It has an ice skating rink in it, like, on one level. Um, and that's where Tanya Harding learned how to ice skate. So, oh, wow. Anyway, so it's a historical mall. <laughs> Um, I, but yeah, it was, yeah, pretty much everything is gone though from there, except the ice skating rink. They're still teaching future Tanya Hardings <laughs> how to ice skate. Um, that we, they were having lessons there because we, our, our, our original plan was to ice skate, um, for the last time in Lloyd Center. But, uh, anyway, but yeah, so we, we've been doing a lot. Uh, we've had a lot of togetherness uh, lately, which is awesome, because even though I'm sort of being a little snarky about, well, you know, how much more of this can I take? But I'll take it all, um, because I, you know, I love seeing them, and especially the kids. Uh, and, yep, yeah. anyway, I highly recommend Fake Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> It was like we d- decide like on a Friday to have a Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. And the beauty of it is like nobody else was shopping for Thanksgiving food on the same time, you know, that we were. So I could just like pop into the store, kind of what we were talking about last week about yes. holidays and how, you know, it sucks when you just want to get, you know, uh, some popcorn and everybody else is buying all their Thanksgiving stuff. Well, this past weekend, everybody else was buying popcorn and I was buying appetizers for Thanksgiving. And uh, it was good. Like it felt like Thanksgiving. And also it was the first day of daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fit well, like with like a, tr- a transition from, you know, to a, a new season, the holiday season and the dark season, <laughs> the season of dark nights. And so, um, anyway. I think but that's I, a, it, yeah. Sorry, I think that's a great idea. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I, did, I, I cut you off no, there okay. at the end. Um, no, right. And I, I also, like, I've done that other time, like, where you kind of time shift when your birthday gets celebrated or time shift when sometimes when Christmas or another holiday gets celebrated. And honestly, I always think that's a great idea mm-hmm. um, because it, like you said, you kind of zig when everybody else is zagging. And so you like avoid mm-hmm. crowds. Like I know some people who celebrate Christmas like a a week after Christmas, mainly because they can go shopping and get all the sales mm-hmm. after Christmas so they can have just as enjoyable a Christmas at like half, half price. price. <laughs> um, which like that's 
to me, that's like a brilliant idea because the togetherness doesn't change and right. the actual rituals of the day don't necessarily change. Um, but, you know, you get your wrapping paper cheaper. Um, <laughs> but, uh. Which is, you know, it's a frugal, a more frugal Christmas. But there's, there's, there's something to be said that like we, we put like, we tend to put a lot of stock on the in the particular day mm-hmm. that something happens when really it's the spirit of the thing at least to me that counts like having your family together and giving thanks yeah that could happen any day of the year right <laughs> it doesn't have to be whatever the what is it, the 3rd 4th i don't know which th- thursday in november yeah um i think it's the 4th it doesn't have to be in fact you know in canada it's a whole October. different yeah, day. It's a whole other month when they have yeah. their Thanksgiving. Um, but you can give thanks any old day. So that's that's yeah. actually a great idea. Maybe you you all make it a tradition. I, I I said, like, maybe we should do this every year, like on the day, the Sunday that the clocks have switched. Uh, although, you know, with any luck, we will not be subjected to this torture of daylight savings forever. I hope in my lifetime to see it abolished. <laughs> I think over the years, people have got, like every year, it seems like people get more and more peeved by the <laughs> clock switching. It seems like the more devices that we have that automatically switch their time, mm-hmm. the more peeved we are, which <laughs> seems counterintuitive. Like now there's like a couple clocks I have to change as opposed to every clock that I, you know, yeah. I have. Far, I have far more things that just automatically update than don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could. I but if we switch, I really hope we go to standard. Yeah. Because oh. I hate waking up and it's like not light until like eight thirty in the morning, nine in the morning. I hate that. Wow, interesting. And so with daylight savings, it gets dark earlier at night, but it's supposed to get dark at night. But I like waking up in the morning and not feeling like 2 a.m. until, you know, I've been up three hours. But anyway, all right. everybody's going to have their preference. I, we should just all move to the equator. Yeah. And then we don't have any problems with daylight savings, standard time. It's just 12-hour, yeah. you know, we, oh, I, we always... I'd, get pretty much the same. I did live there uh, close to the equator when I was in Ghana. And it was actually weird that, you know, to go through like a four-month period where the length of the day and night did not really change. Like, I didn't realize how much I was used to it until it didn't happen. So, uh so there's always something to complain about, but you know what? Life's too short. Life's too short. <laughs> so instead of complaining, I say, let's let's remember that ultimate productivity lesson. And thanks again to Ridwan for writing this little post because it gave us some food for thought. And wrap up the show unless you have an objection. No objection. <laughs> I, I object. <laughs> Badgering the witness. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I, no, I have no, I have no objections. Awesome. Then I will say, let's uh, get back to getting things done. Um, and listeners, if you have any uh, thoughts of your own about um, about life short uh, and productivity is eventually going to end, 
but uh, or if anybody's reading uh, Four Thousand Weeks by Oliver Berkman and wants to uh, let us know what you think of it, we'd be really interested. Uh, I do intend to read it eventually. And, uh, yeah, you can share it with us. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm, on micro.blog and Twitter. We are at theweeklyreview, or you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it makes us happy to know what you think. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you